You're listening to Gospel-Centered Rest, a podcast by Grace Bible Church in Cambridge, Ontario, dealing with topics of life and theology, and how Christ's promise of rest for the weary and heavy-laden gives us strength for today and hope for tomorrow. We're back with another episode of Gospel-Centered Rest, and I'm joined today with Pastor David Robinson and Pastor Byron Burton, and it is good to have the three of us together again um, after a few weeks off and what a what a good topic though mm-hmm. had with a uh, good discussion going on with Jeff and what's happening with missions to the margins yeah. um, but we've got a few things we want to talk about this morning but or this afternoon whenever you're listening to this this evening the middle of the night 3 a.m I don't know <laughs> um, but before we do how are you guys doing what's uh, any any updates any big things going on in your lives other uh, than the cool. beautiful weather outside well, we, we have uh, a Good Friday service. Oh, Good Friday, uh, yeah. That's 9 good. o'clock and 10.30, so we're looking forward to that. We'll be uh, celebrating um, communion mm-hmm. and then Easter, mm-hmm. uh, same times on Sunday. So uh, it's just there is uh, understanding every Sunday is an Easter Sunday or every day is an yeah. Easter day, but just to be able to remember it uh, specifically, I think just encouraging, especially during this season of, of COVID. Um, yeah. It is, it is a bright spot. And last year was, it, it was canceled. Didn't happen. That's right. So we were going to have a joint service with Knox's at that point. And, yeah. Um, that's right. Yeah. So it's so well, good. Well, as of right now, we're planning on Friday and Sunday. <laughs> Everything could have, anything could happen over the next 48 hours. Yes. Uh, but that's what we are planning on. So really looking forward to that. To that time together. Byron, anything going on in the Burton house? Hey, just working on repairs. Stick my nose out the back and say, hey, the flowers are coming up, which means the sunshine's coming and so is the heat. Bring it on. <laughs> Bring it on. That's quite the description. <laughs> I like that. I like that. Well, today we're, we're going to just talk about a few, a few um, different things, and in particular, some of the things that have come up as we've been looking at the book of Acts uh, the last since we had our last conversation together, the three of us for a podcast, um, we've been through a number of different passages and we've talked about a number of different issues. Uh, some of them relating to uh, even what we're going, what's going on today with uh, with with COVID and the government and our response and civil disobedience. We talked through some of those things um, in some of your sermons. So if you haven't heard any of those sermons from the past, I would say about the past four weeks, we encourage you to go back and listen to those. And if you listen to them uh, through the podcast, here's a hint. You can listen to them on double speed um, so you can get them done (laughs) that much quicker. Your brain adjusts, just give it a moment, but your brain adjusts and you're going to be able to take in what is said. Um, but, But some of those themes that we had discussed throughout the book of Acts in chapter four and into chapter five, and this past week uh, in the chapter six. Now, something we noted in chapter four and into five was the the first, I guess the first kind of major challenge that the church was was facing from, from within and the first major struggle that the church had was the whole story of Ananias and Sapphira and the hypocrisy and the giving in to, uh, to sin and to lying for their own selfish gain. But this past week, we saw 
something else the church struggled with. Mm -hmm. David, would you mind telling us what we saw this past week in chapter six? Yeah, and I'm going to speak really slow. Okay. For those who put <laughs> it on the speed of twice, <laughs> and that'll you. be so <laughs> frustrating <laughs> yeah. for them. You can, you can put him <laughs> on triple speed. <laughs> okay. Yeah, the, the, it, I think it's interesting because the church could have compromised on holiness, and then in Acts 6, the church could have compromised on mercy. Mm -hmm. um, they could have broken down into Hellenistic and Hebraic Jews, uh, and they could have um, they could have ignored the vulnerable. Yeah, um, I think there is a powerful word that's used in Acts, and that is um, Acts six one. Um, the, the widows were overlooked. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. What I mean, the Bible is just amazing that it hits us like our our needs are hits us is a good way to put it, but it just, it, 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 it addresses it. It yeah. just puts it out there. It says, and basically who hasn't been overlooked yeah. in their life. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we understand that. And, and people, you know, don't expect that when they come to the church, but we, in a sense, will be overlooked at times in some ways and mm -hmm. things will be difficult, but especially, um, the widows, uh, at that time. So, mm -hmm. Um, if, you know, if you have been overlooked, <laughs> you're, you're not alone. It, it is part of the, the story, but I think that's part of the story of act six is if you have been overlooked, then, um, they addressed it. They looked for ways for people not to be overlooked. And those who overlook have this unique opportunity to notice the overlooked, so you're you're actually building into the church yeah. uh, eyes that see and and hearts that um, move towards those who are overlooked. Mm -hmm. So it's it's a, it's just an amazingly powerful message uh, for the early church. And Byron and I were actually Byron, you and I were talking this morning about <laughs> about how um, how if we're not taking care of our own people within the church, how do we expect to be able to take care of those outside the church? And that's what was basically happening here in chapter six of Acts was the widows within the church weren't being taken care of. Yeah. And you can read Acts and it's like, it's, it's, um, I mean, the church is growing, yeah. souls are being saved. You love to hear that, but it was, it wasn't to the neglect of caring for one another mm -hmm. uh, within the church. And, and we saw that in earlier passages where, um, for those who, who didn't have, um, the church or believers mm -hmm. tried to do what mm -hmm. they could with the means that God had given them to help out those who need, in need. Mm -hmm. Now, Byron, <laughs> thinking along those lines, how does, how do we care well for each other within the church? And we've talked a lot about this in the past about, you know, connecting with each other, praying for each other, but there's much more to it than that. And you and I have discussed it when it's, when it's, uh, when we've discussed like our needs, like uh, that our ministries might have in our church, but how can, um, somebody within the church care for others and how can we even broaden our understanding of what that even looks like? Well, I think it starts with just leaving it all for David to do. Um, <laughs> Thank you. I, you know, if, if he's there, he's the one we're paying him for. But, yeah, that's right. Um, <laughs> if we, it's so easy to fall into that. And think, okay, well, Byron's there, and Tyler's there, and David's got more help than he ever had before. They should be able to handle this, shouldn't they? And the bottom line is, when we have 
a growing group of people, no small group, no matter how mm. trained or ready or how much time they have, is going to be able to meet that need. It's going to be the entire body caring for the body. And we can't know everybody. So it starts with who do we know? And that challenge of what do I do about that? How do I know what their need is? How do we do the one and others? I can encourage somebody if I don't know that they're discouraged. Mm -hmm. I could just assume they need it. But what if they need support in another way? What if, you know, all the one and others start fleshing out? It's real practical. And how do we do it? Part of it is being open enough to say, I have this need. Mm -hmm. So have I entered into some relationships that I can say that? That's going to take time. It may not happen overnight. Some people won't be there quickly. Expressing a need, hearing a need. What do I do when I hear it? Well, obviously, James says, if you say, well, that's, that's really nice. See you next week. Mm -hmm. um, that doesn't carry it either. That's good. Yeah. I love, uh, just to build on what Byron said, the balance that you have in this passage of word and prayer. Uh, and how how God knows our needs, and it is so easy to, as as I mentioned Sunday morning, it is so easy to guilt people into this, or say you need to spend more time doing this. And it, it does. I mean, it, it, mercy is costly, right? It, it costs Christ. Um, it'll cost the church, but the word and prayer inspire us. So it becomes yeah. a natural extension of who we are. Um, it, it, it was just, it became part of their life. Yeah. And so I think that's unique in this passage too, is when we have been served by Christ in such an amazing way, it is our desire to serve, to become a servant to others, mm -hmm. especially as we've been helped by Christ to help those. But to Byron's point, I think it's true that part we think okay we just need another program and you know that, that that could do a bit but or we just need to preach and pray more and, and that that i think is absolutely wonderful and is never diminished but i think mercy is hard today too because we're just not well connected yeah. and i think covid is uh like that People, people, it's been taken away. Lots of things have been taken away by people and from people through COVID and they don't have anything and they, but they also miss relationships. Yeah. And I think we've begun to realize how, you know, church can be just a Sunday thing and it can just be a me thing and act six and COVID are challenging times to remind us. I should be at least connected at a level where I see needs yeah. when I walk into the church yeah. and I'd go up to people and just say, how are you doing? Because you said this, this was a need. Mm -hmm. And they're also saying to you, um, and you said this, and you said this was a need. So mm -hmm. the word, the prayer, but there's, there's a purposefulness in uh, community mm -hmm. that I think was, was established early on. That's hard to establish in a yeah. individualistic, materialistic, you know, entertainment society like, like we live in. Mm -hmm. The the what you've just said there one aspect the idea that okay maybe if I walk in and I'm not seeing those needs and I now realize I don't have those relationships 
don't just guilt yourself about it. Don't, don't just be, you know, Oh, well I should and start where you are. It's okay. I recognize that I can start moving in that direction. I can start taking some steps and even that might be an email or a phone call or Maybe I'm shy and walking up and just saying hello to someone on a Sunday morning. That's huge. It's massive. And be encouraged when you're having that desire. Yeah. And I think one of the easiest ways to do that, the most, one of the natural ways to do that is just to get involved in the life of, of the church, uh, whether it's volunteering for, I mean, like on Sunday you had mentioned just the needs that we have here at the church and the volunteer needs what a natural and easy way it is yeah. when you're when you're volunteering in the nursery you're connecting with with parents you're connecting with uh others you're connecting with others you're serving with same with when we had the kitchen thing going and yeah, we were yeah. serving coffee i mean you're 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 getting into the mix of that and relationships develop um as you're as you're together yeah. So like we have lots of needs here, like as you mentioned yeah. on Sunday, yeah. we do have lots of needs here at the church. And and it, it does become that moment where where we see in chapter six of Acts where they saw that the widows were overlooked. There's areas of ministry that are overlooked, even even in our own church mm-hmm. that, that we that we have needs in. And a lot of churches could probably say the same. Um, but it's so important to be to be um, intentional as you were saying on Sunday, intentional about serving within yeah. the church because that's all part of just the natural working out of the gospel in your life. Yeah, and and to your point, any sort of mercy today is a beautiful thing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, COVID is, is not a merciful pandemic. Mm-hmm. Um, it hasn't been easy. Uh, our culture grows, I mean, we talked about Bill C-7, and uh euthanasia and you know killing uh the the elderly Mm -hmm. and uh that it's just not a merciful bill no it's it's not a merciful moment no uh and bills like that set the tone uh in part but also express um the tone that exists um, mm-hmm. Bill C-7 doesn't happen because we're such a merciful society. Bill C-7 reflects the society that we live in. Mm-hmm. And for, uh, for a bill like Bill C-7 to pass and for, for it to pass as it did, mm-hmm. uh, despite, you know, groups that, you know, love those with disability yeah. and, and they, they speak out against it and for that just to be ignored. Yeah. So again, uh, you know, for somebody to walk into a church, mm-hmm. they may not agree with everything we say. In fact, they probably won't. Yeah. Um, especially, you know, some of the hard truths of scripture and the hardest truth of all is just, you know, repent. Mm-hmm. You know, Jesus is that holy. You're not that holy. So mm-hmm. you, you need to start with, with repentance to find forgiveness. But even if they don't get that, they should at least know that they're loved, mm-hmm. that they walk in and it will be a place of, of truth. And truth is not sacrifice, but truth is held on to with mercy and with grace. And that's what I love about uh, Acts 6 is it prepares us because we're filled with the Holy Spirit. But that's not just a, you know, something nebulous or something out there. Mm-hmm. They defined what it is to be filled with the Holy Spirit. You're, you have character. 
you want to you want to you want to build your character uh, by mm -hmm. God's grace, um, but they're also full of faith. Yeah. They were full of wisdom. Uh, it's going to be difficult to love people well, but they were full of grace and power. Yeah, I mean, so so when somebody walks yeah. in, uh, we have to have confidence that the Holy Spirit lives within us, and the Holy Spirit, as we're filled with the Word. Um, and as we pray, the Holy Spirit then fills us with faith and fills us with courage and fills us with wisdom and power. And they will be met with grace, the same grace that we received. Mm -hmm. So the church becomes this, this atmosphere, this uh, place where, where people experience. They, they may not be able to put their finger on it, but they experience it. Same thing could happen in, in hospitality. You welcome people into your home. You can welcome such a wide variety and we will purpose to love them. We will purpose to show mercy. And as relationships are built, a, a space is created for, for mm -hmm. very difficult gospel conversations. Mm -hmm. That's good. And on Sunday, you, you mentioned Bill C7 in connection to this. Um, and, I, and I think that that's so timely. And I, and I think it, it does very easily connect to the church is supposed to be a place of mercy and of taking care of each other. Um, for those of you who don't know, Bill C-7 is is another bill on top of Bill C-14, which is allowing for physician-assisted uh, death. So if if you're ill, um, according to Bill C-17 or C-14, and your illness is terminal, it's headed in a certain direction, then you can, you can get in a physician assisted death and bill C seven now has added to that. So if you suffer with any mental illness, um, any issues that might come under bill C bill C seven, then you can also um, get a physician assisted death, which has been in the works in Canada for the last several years. I remember following a story of a young man in British Columbia who was suffering from mental illness and he was advocating, um, being able to get a physician assisted death. And so obviously the government didn't grant it to him at the time. And this was back in 2017. So it was all publicized. It was all public. And, uh, he, he actually, um, found a physician who would do it kind of under the table, mm -hmm. um, back alley kind of thing. And, and, but when you, when you study what the culture is saying, even about physician assisted death, the word that they use Mm -hmm. is mercy yeah is we are being merciful yeah. to um to those who are who are vulnerable and who need this act of mercy yeah. and what a corrupt just uh, yeah. a misunderstanding of of yeah. mercy right? yeah i i think so but i i will also say this it is never to and and it is just never to minimize mm -hmm. the pain that those who are suffering go through definitely like it is in a sense easy for us to sit here and pontificate about uh these things and uh and and we we want to be a voice for for you know for those who are hurting in this way but there are those who really struggle and and the the best way that they see out of it is death mm -hmm. yeah, i mean i mean a, the, you're in a pretty hopeless spot yeah. the, the level That's of exactly the level of pain that that is that your your best and, and the Bible speaks about those moments. Mm -hmm. Like you read Psalm 88, it ends, we know, I mean, it's just his, he, all he saw was darkness. 
That's all that he saw. And, and that's where I think the, the church has a unique voice now because the Bible never minimizes the suffering, mm-hmm. never minimizes mental illness or, or the difficulties of aging. I, I talked to someone just recently and, you know, their father passed away. They had, they had two parents pass away during COVID, but their father passing away was especially painful just because of the amount of suffering that took place in his life. Um, mm-hmm. But I, um, so, so, so there's never the minimizing of suffering. And in this discussion, we also have to be a voice to those who do want to die that way and to say, well, maybe there is hope, maybe there is life. Um, and maybe we could talk about that, uh, because there, there is value and dignity to mm-hmm. who you are as a person. Mm-hmm. J.I. Packer says, um, he actually, he teamed up with the, the Evangelical Churches of Canada um, with that organization before he died, obviously. And, 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 he, and he wrote this about, about palliative care. And, and, if, and if there's a theologian who understood suffering, that's a man who, was, who mm-hmm. went through a lot of physical suffering mm-hmm. um, and walked with people through a lot of suffering. But he said, when the world tells us as it does that everyone has a right to a life that is easy, comfortable, and relatively yeah. pain-free, a life that enables us to, us to discover, display, and deploy all the strengths that are latent within us, the world twists the truth right out of shape. And he goes on to talk about just how the gospel and how God is really the only one who can answer and give us the hope and the help that we need in those times of uh, of pain. And that's why that's why the church has such an important role um, in society, not just in society, but um, in caring for others, because we have this message, this hope of the gospel, that that we can show mercy and show grace to people in ways that they're not going to get um, yeah. in in other ways, and in and in their suffering too. And it and it's just so hard to be God. Yeah, like honestly, I like if you think of the trajectory in 2023 because of mental illness. Um, but, but how do you, how would you even navigate that? Yeah. Like the complexities and then, and then the, um, uh, physicians may not have, may not be able to follow their conscience in this. That's another issue with, with bill C seven. And that's that, that we can no longer follow our conscience, um, in Canada. Uh, so, so it, it, I mean, it'll be interesting, but that's, you know, Acts six, obviously that the church is to be a place of mercy. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, it would appear from this bill that there's, um, there will be people who are overlooked in the general sense. And, yeah. and we have an opportunity to, you know, try to organize and, and be a voice for those who are overlooked. 